Hello everyone, welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Yes, you can see us. How's it going? And we have got Dan, who uh, I think we should introduce first as the man from the audio from the That Time When podcast, and also the man with the shirt. Yeah, I am wearing the shirt today. You, yeah. you've, you've outdone us, both of us put together. Me and Jess have just gone for bland black, and you've gone for extravagant, and I love it. Thank you. How are you, Jess? Dying. Yeah, half zombie. You, yeah. you mentioned before we went live. Why, why are you a half zombie? Because I got back from Argentina very early yesterday and hadn't slept in two nights. Nice. So not from anything fun. Just, no. Just from, well, one, being on a plane and two, being in a very circumspect hotel. Um, <laughs> Which had a window to the stairwell. It did. It did. I mean, the joys of the joys and glamour of travelling for motorsport. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and it's two wheels that time, isn't it? MotoGP, yeah. yeah. I've swapped I've swapped four wheels for two for just a little while. How have you found it? That's Yeah, it's been it's been experience. interesting. It's definitely different. Um and it's it's set up kind of similar to F one. So it like in terms of, you know, what goes on each day, it's very similar working behind the scenes. Um, but the racing itself is kind of yeah, it's 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 different. Um, I'm still I'm still working out whether I'm like a diehard fan of it or not. It's racing, so it's yeah. great. I love racing. There's an element to it that you obviously love. Yeah, yeah, and it's got good atmosphere to it. The fans are flipping mental. Um, but no, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. So yeah, love but it. I, I'm back. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad that I managed to catch the catch the race you did actually manage to watch the race which I is a, which is a key element to this podcast yeah. which is which is good um, and dan obviously you you watched it you're I've, a, I've seen the race yeah and i was lucky enough to be out there which was also yeah. amazing yeah no, enough, um, enough talking about my like my trip on <laughs> your two wheels. how was it yeah it was it was amazing um you know just to be out there in the paddock and 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 kind of filming with you know seeing the drivers and and you know doing all the social stuff uh for people that obviously been, uh, follow us on social media they would have seen it and yeah, it was really nice it was really good and the the race itself which is obviously what we're here to talk mm. about today was an absolute cracker mm. so uh some three-word race reviews from fans before we get started into our own pietti underscore says entertaining but heartbreaking i'll have to agree with that one yeah. panoa daria says oh my god uh, race department says windy bahrain madness and finally tom likes cars night races rule yes well yeah. there's a selection of quite well, emotional um, three-word race reviews. Now, let's get on to the Bahrain Grand Prix because we've got a lot to get through. We yeah. Are, like, I was kind of writing this, this document up and I was like, there were so many things to talk about. So, Jess, let's, let's get an overview first from you. Yeah, I think I'm going to be carrying on from where the fans started. Mine is Bahrain bloody brilliant. Um, kind of going on what we were just touching, I watched the race um, from the media center in Argentina um, just oh, so before. When, oh, before, was it? It was similar? just before the MotoGP race started. Uh, so good timing. it timed out really, really well. And I was watching um, on my laptop in one of the commentary boxes. And as the race started, literally from the word go, I was making all kinds of noises because <laughs> everything was happening. And people from the media center were running into my commentary box to like, watch what was going on so oh, at one really? point we had like a massive crowd around <laughs> us as we were watching the race which was brilliant but it is literally every every time something happened i just kind of went oh my god and then you just see people fly into the box to oh, like wow. watch what was going on whilst like moto 2 was running or something yeah. so whilst everyone I was, was concentrating on the yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry for distracting you all from moto 2 but Amazing. the race was was fantastic but yeah it's just i think i said this a very similar thing last year like last year's race was like edge of your seat stuff from the word go and it just this is the second time in a row where it's just provided everything that i want from a grand prix strategy overtakes bit of drama you know the the setup as you know you were just saying it was windy it's dusty mm. it's nighttime it's kind of got all those dramatic elements sparks that, as well sparks yeah sparks so it's just <laughs> yeah. For me, it's just one of those ones that I genuinely just always will get excited about now because it seems to deliver. It hasn't delivered every single time. No, you know, absolutely people, not. People don't like it. It's another tilt drone that people are a bit like, about. But 
I don't think you can argue with what happened on Sunday. Absolutely so. not. What did you make of it, Dan? I mean, night race uh, was it? Night race is a brilliant. Was one of the three word race reviews. Uh, yeah. Is it something about the night race that has made Bahrain almost evolve? I think it is. I mean, it's all. It was always one of those tracks before it became night race that was. It was occasionally exciting, but it was a little bit forgettable. Like mm. there's been some good races, but off the top of your head, you sort of struggle to think of them like many. But since it's become a night race, it's taken on a whole new character. Everything just seems more dramatic, more explosive. And it, I think the fact, or one of the things is as well, is because in practice, two of the practice sessions are in the day and the race is at night when the track temperature is totally different. Yeah. So you're it's an element of the unknown, isn't Half it? the practice is irrelevant, basically, yeah. or less relevant than at other circuits. So it makes the race more unpredictable. Yeah, it's, it was an absolute stunner. We have a couple of questions. Batterson Mark says, since the hybrid era, is the Byron International Circuit the most consistent circuit delivering great racing? What do you, what do you reckon to that I one? think, yeah, Bahrain and China, I think both of those are up there as two of my favourites that I look forward to every year yeah. because they're almost always something happens. And I mean, the fact um, they're back-to-back as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll make sure to quote you on that because I know one one of your predictions is for uh, for China. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, I have to agree. Uh, Bahrain's really been delivering the last few years. And Origin Gamma says, how did you feel about the third DRS zone before the Grand Prix and how do you feel about it now? So when I first heard about it, I thought that it could only improve the racing and it did, uh, in in my opinion. There were a few comments. Jacques Villeneuve, who loves to be controversial, came out (laughs) and said that, you know, he thought it ruined the racing a little bit and was a bit artificial. But... I I don't think it wasn't too overpowered. It would it put cars side by side or gave them an opportunity to overtake. But you saw, for example, Charles, which we'll get onto. But he got past Vettel, but then Vettel didn't get straight back past down the next DRS straight. And you know there was it wasn't like it was just a bit rubbish and artificial. Mm. Yeah. I felt like it was just right. Yeah, same. I think before the race, I thought, oh, it's going to make it a bit too crazy. Like, which could be entertaining if it's just a DRS fest, but it's not the sort of thing you really want to see. Mm. But then during the race, I thought it was great. I think it created more overtaking up into turn four, but none of them or very few of them were slam dunks. So we always used to get overtaking up there, but I think it just made more of it. Yeah. So instead of, so we've maybe got double the amount of overtakes into turn four or whatever, but it was it was good. It's funny because I've never thought that Bahrain is one of the tracks that needs an extra no, DRS same. zone. Mm. So whether it's a little bit gratuitous potentially like i still think we'd have had good racing had there not been that third drs zone but it's kind of hard to say because we didn't have it like last year they didn't have it and they didn't have a problem i think there are other tracks that could benefit from another drs zone but again it's like it kind of leads with what dan was saying um not a massive fan of drs anyway no me neither but if it's gonna give us some cool overtaking and is going to kind of shake up the field a bit then I'm not against it and I agree I agree with Dan like I didn't really notice it and go oh god's sake like mm, yeah. of course he overtook because yeah. it kind of just just gave us a little bit more drama maybe as like, we were they've sometimes got it wrong at maybe China at yeah. maybe, where, yeah. where they'd just be so far clear going into the hairpin yeah. and you'd be like well this is rubbish yeah. whereas it was side by side action yeah. um, another thing I kind of noticed during the race was that they could follow a lot closer in that middle sector than, than what they've used to be able to in, in years gone by and I think maybe that's to do with the the regulation changes we don't really know because obviously there's more than one factor that's been changed going into this year but it did seem like they could follow closer maybe that is because of the extra drs zone as well because you keep closing and closing and then it's the middle sector then another drs zone you know it's it's a a variety of factors but i I felt it looked like the cars were a bit more comfortable following each other Mm, I i did hear someone i forget who said it but i did hear one of the drivers saying that the the tires would still overheat if you got yes, too close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like there was, there wasn't like a huge, huge well, at the back of the field. But there wasn't like a massive, massive <laughs> gap um, yeah. in between, in between um, kind of packs or or drivers. I almost said riders then. Oh, so in wow. MotoGP, yeah. I get absolutely taken apart when, you say tri- when I drivers. say drivers instead of riders <laughs> and now I finally got it but now I'm applying it to F1 drivers so I'm calling, calling them riders them. and I'm like oh for god's sake just call them all pilots <laughs> yeah I was gonna say he's gonna start calling them pilots <laughs> yeah. and then everybody has a go at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well yeah apart from the Europeans because they that's what yeah, they call they them yeah they love pilots um, yeah right let's sorry carry let's, on uh, no let's move on to uh, the, uh, the the big moment in the race which uh, a lot of people are still almost mourning over uh, and that's where my three-word race review comes in. Uh, I, I went with not over it, uh, and I'm not, really. It was uh, quite 
quite a devastating turn of events for uh, Charles Leclerc out in the lead. Uh, we had a, three, a few three-word race reviews. Uh, one and only Claudie says Leclerc was awesome. And Dynamo one four, uh, sorry, 458 says, I want to die. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> obviously there's some people taking the positives of, of the performance that Leclerc put in and others just feeling quite quite sad. And I remember sitting in the grandstand and obviously, you know, people know that I am a fan of Charles and <laughs> it was, he'd, he'd pulled away, he'd gone. And then I just remember him going past and I said to Vincent, who's 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 sat here listening to the audio, um, that I was like, that was quite slow. He was going past, and then and then the next lap, a Force India was behind him, and I was like, this isn't good. And I just saw the gaps, and it was it, you know, it just disintegrated within laps, and it was quite a, I don't know, it wasn't the the, the nicest thing to watch because of ha- what an incredible performance it was, and people can't just say because I'm a fanboy that it was an amazing performance because. Well, he had a terrible start, didn't he? But then absolutely picked it up from there. Mm. It yeah. was, I mean, his start was wheel spin McGee. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> it was a serious amounts of wheel spin. But uh, to be fair, watching the first lap, I don't know about you guys, I was like, oh no, what's is this car? Is, is something wrong with his car? Because he was making mistakes left, right, and centre. No, I I thought when I first watched it, I was like, the nerves got the better of him. Yeah. Um, and he also positioned his car really weird on the grid. Did you see? He like pointed oh, it. Yeah. He pointed it to the left slightly. So pole is on the left yeah, yeah. Um, in Bahrain. But Should he pointed it, it more right. left. And you'd think he'd be pointing it right to cover off mm. Vettel. But it was pointed slightly left. And I kept thinking to myself, like, either there's something he knows that the rest of us don't, or that's a mistake. Yeah. Um, obviously hoping for the former. But um, yeah, it just it just seemed like... Up until that point, he had made no mistake whatsoever, and then it came to the start, and it all kind of went a bit mm. west. But it all got a lot better. It didn't all got it? a lot at, better. At the start. I mean, Bottas just for that moment in the race was great. You know, he stuck it to Hamilton. He, he got past Leclerc as well, and we thought, okay, all right, Valtteri Bottas, calm down, world championship leader. Uh, and then it went downhill for him. We'll get on to Bottas, but but for Leclerc, you know. You, as, as we just said, you know, it was like, wow, there's a lot of nerves going on here. But mm. then he settled himself down very quickly. Mm-hmm. Bottas then bottled it because, uh, well, it was so windy. So I can see why drivers were making mistakes. But he made a mistake. And then Leclerc just hunted down Vettel. And a moment that uh, I think someone came in with a question, but we'll, we'll talk about it now, is is the, the team radio message that, that Charles yeah. had, which was stay behind for two laps. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't. No. no. And I think that's because he saw the opportunity to take a clean move and... I think that was the right call. I think, you know, you have to be a team player. And we've spoken about this a lot on the podcast when it has come to like team orders and what you should, what should you do and how should you handle it? And to be honest, I think he, even though he was a slightly defiant, it was still clean racing. Um, he was definitely faster than Vettel yeah. um, and saw the opportunity and, and took it. And had he not, then we, we might have had a completely different outcome. Um, obviously, it wasn't a great race for Ferrari full stop. Um, but yeah, I think I think he made the right decision. It, mm. it, he did it in a way that was still fairly respectful. I think. I don't know if it was another driver, yeah. would we be saying the same thing? I don't think he. I don't. I wasn't kind of like surprised. And I mean, why two laps? Yeah, yeah. It was it was an odd call. Do you know why that would have been done? Uh, well, I think a lot of the time when you see drivers running in tandem, and the guy behind will always come on the team radio and say, "Oh, I'm so much faster." Um, let me through it's just a thing you know because they want to be ahead but yeah. with Charles he was clearly so much faster that I think you know Ferrari probably didn't have a lot of time to think oh what do we do in this situation yeah. they just probably said it like oh give us two laps so that we can come up with a plan but Charles was so much quicker he just had to do it anyway because if he'd waited for those two laps that's not just lost time but it could have yeah. like killed his tyres and killed his race absolutely because yeah. we were just saying yeah, if you got close your tyres would overheat yes. and then you'd, you'd lose it and then as we saw strategy came and it played such a big part of this race that that could have killed the entire race altogether for him so yeah but it was a case it was just a case of he caught up and passed him yeah like there was literally, the, just, literally it was a done it. deal it was yeah. it was ridiculous and Vettel um, tried to come past back, yeah. he tried to get him back under DRS which was close I didn't see that the onboard of Vettel but there was like a, a bit of a swiggle and then yeah it looked close anyway from uh, from the camera further down the straight but apart from that there wasn't it was pretty clean yeah, it was and fine. uh you know, Charles very much stated, I'm not a number two here. And I, I wonder, as you mentioned, Jess, I wonder if that would have been different if it was another driver or if it was for fourth or fifth. Mm. Would Charles have done that had it not been for the lead? I don't know. I think he may well have waited around a little bit longer or not as been as aggressive, maybe. But at the same time, he made the move uh, 
stick, didn't yeah. he? So. I think he's, he definitely saw this as his race. Yeah. Um, you know, he out-qualified Vettel by three-tenths. Um, he, as we've just covered, he cocked up the start a little bit, but I think in his mind, he was thinking, no, no, I'm number one driver yeah. for today because I out-qualified you, I'm faster than you. So I think in, it's a definite, definitely a different mindset from Australia where mm. you're right, where he obeyed, like, can I, can I come obeyed team orders. Yeah. But I think for him, he probably didn't feel the same way, like that wasn't his race. Mm. Whereas this one very much was his race yeah. everybody was talking about him everybody had the pressure on him and ferrari would have given him first first call in the first instance yeah. before he dropped behind vettel but yeah so i think that's probably came into play as well um as to why he might have defied them but hey right cool yeah he, uh, he did it and uh, I, I don't think ferrari will have much to say on that so let's talk about his teammate sebastian mm. vettel uh, Joachim Jepsen says, why is Vettel so prone to making mistakes when Lewis is close to him? Is Vettel hyped? Is he cracking under pressure from Charles? Now, this is the curious case of Sebastian Vettel over the last sort of 18 months where I saw someone say he spun like five times in the last 13 races, which is like you don't see any other driver spin off their own accord. I know some of them was contact, but for me, I... I know that you know Sky Sports etc. like to kind of go straight in and be like, "Has Vettel is choke? Is he choking?" and blah blah blah. I I don't think he's lost skill so much, no. but I feel like he does crack under pressure mm. um, because his, most of his world championships were against Mark Webber. You, you can say that really. You know, he wasn't really in this massive like locked horns with Lewis Hamilton. You know, th- that's going to take a toll, uh, in my opinion, anyway. Um, and it it does just seem. Like, for example, you know, he's battling Hamilton and then just loses it under acceleration. I know it was windy, but you didn't see any other. We had like 93 overtakes, I think, in the race, and not one of them was a spin like Vettel's. So what, what, do, you, what do you make of it? Yeah, it's, it's something I would have expected more from a rookie to do rather than a seasoned veteran and four-time world champion. But I, I think the only, the only reason why this should be considered a big deal, obviously it was a big deal in terms of it lost him a massive amount of places again. Um, and again, we touched on it last year as, as well. Um, yeah, whenever he seems to make a mistake, it doesn't cost him one place. It usually costs him quite a few um, and definitely off the podium. So yes, yes, it's kind of a big deal in that sense, but I think it only will play a major part if, is it, if he lets it get into his head. Mm. Um, it's it's race number two of the season. It's not the kind of opener you really want, but I don't know if it's like people are always going to pick up on it because he's like seems to be like mission spin now, yeah, forever. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's a man that really pays massive... attention to the memes, does he? Well, I hope I hope not <laughs> because otherwise that will get into your head and mm. then you're more likely to make more mistakes. But is he cracking under pressure? No. I don't think so. I think it is just a case of... It's hard to say. Like it, I, it genuinely is hard to say because I don't want to come out and say Vettel's lost it or Vettel never had it. It's just a case of... A lot of coincidences in a row. Yeah. What do you think of it, Dan? I've, I've got one theory. Oh, go um, on. I love a Dan theory. Let's go. Oh, no. Dan's um, theory corner. Go well, on. over the winter... You know, Vettel has that mysterious third paddle on his wheel last year. Yeah. Um, there was a theory from the Italian media that that was to help him rotate the car in the corners. Like, it activated the ERS or the braking system in such a way. Like, it's clearly legal, and there's probably other drivers that have it. But Vettel likes to have a car that he likes to rotate the car early and quickly, like, all throughout his career. That's why he was so good in the blown diffuser era. Yeah. But I'm wondering if, if he's doing that a lot on all corners when he's in a battle and he's doing this thing that tries to rotate the car like he likes it and it's just catching him out in battles and I'm wondering if that might be something to do with it because it is it is it's the same spin every time he loses the back end on the inside of another car on the inside of another car so yeah maybe I mean he's trying to turn tighter and get the throttle down and yeah there's definitely something that he's doing that is causing it um, Another theory is that the, it's to do with the Ferrari's aero philosophy and that it stalls the aero in a certain position, but I don't think we've seen enough from 
Raikkonen or Leclerc this year exactly. to suggest that that would be the case. No one else ha- has had this same no, problem. No. So, I mean, it's kind of something that m- might talk about um, with the Red Bulls a little bit later on, but Gasly came out saying that the reason why he's not doing so well is that the car does not suit his driving yeah. style and he's having to really adapt to the Red Bull over the Toro Rosso. The Toro Rosso was set up in a way that was very good for him and yeah. the Red Bull is not. So he's having to adjust. So maybe it is just a case of... Seb's driving style now doesn't quite match the, the Ferrari. Yeah, which will be interesting to see how then the, the development over this year, you know, if he is able to have that sway and then what if Charles says, well, I don't want the car set up that way, what will happen? Who knows? Because right now, Charles is essentially the number one in terms of the championship. Yeah. He's four points ahead. It's not a huge amount. But I think in, in general, Ferrari can take a lot from Bahrain. Like they were yeah. the quickest package and mm. yet Mercedes still come out with a one-two. Yeah. Like how, I don't know how Mercedes manage it. It's it's they incredible. Were... They're just so consistent in the in the way that they go. But even when they're not quick, they're still yeah. there and they're thereabouts, aren't they? Well, I think, you know, consistency can win you world championships. It's not going to win you the most exciting, like the most the most exciting battle for yeah. a world championship, but it will still win you world championships. And there was um, a theory coming out that the reason why Ferrari was so slow in Australia is because they dialed back the engine um, and then dialed it back up for Bahrain and it caused problems yeah. on both cars. So yeah. obviously... Charles had the massive failure, but Seb was also complaining that he had problems mm. too. And they were coming out saying, well, maybe they actually turned up the engine too high because they were yeah. insanely quick, yeah. like way, way far and above everybody else and then just had the reliability issues. So it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens in China and if they die back. That's, that's a, <laughs> well, yeah, that's the track that they'll want to turn the wick up as well with, with how long the straight is. Massive. Um, so... Yeah, it does seem like they have fundamental issues with their engine at the moment. Even though you know they were really quick in Bahrain, the consistency isn't there. Anyway, let's move on to another team that well, Ferrari did impress. They didn't get the results, but they did impress. Another team that did impress, which Dan has a three-word race review for me for, for me for is uh, what 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 team impressed Dan? Uh, McLaren is back. Are they? That was, that was a long pause. Yeah. I was like, are you going to say anything else? <laughs> McLaren is well and truly back. Why, why do you think Dan, uh, Dan well, McLaren is back? I'm, I'm kind of hoping they are because, you know, everyone wants to see more teams up at the front. But for the first time in years, really, McLaren had a good race where it wasn't just down to Alonso being brilliant or a safety car or some strategy or something. Both cars, in the hands of both drivers, were genuinely quick the whole yeah. weekend. I think Science was like half a tenth off without qualifying Verstappen. Yeah. Lando got through to Q3. In the race, Science was challenging Verstappen. Lando finished P6 in the end. And they looked like they were up there with perhaps Renault as the fastest midfield team. Mm. Which is very exciting to see, finally, yeah. McLaren yeah. showing some sort of form of you know, pace. And con- and they were quick on the straights, and they're able yeah. to, to make overtakes happen. Dan Beard, 15, comes in with a three-word race review of Norris next Hamilton. And Jonty's corner says, Papaya coming back. And you have, yeah, it's just exciting to see the midfield battle in general is really quite close, isn't it? You know, you, you've got uh, all these teams fighting, you've got Raikkonen in the mix as well. Yeah. Um, but in terms of McLaren, we had a Sin BS dance break come in. <laughs> it wasn't a question, it was just Lando being amazing and uh, and Albon as well, but we'll talk about him shortly. But yeah, Lando was particularly impressive. Obviously, Sainz was as well until that instant with Verstappen. Um, should we maybe talk about that Max uh, Carlos incident? Because for me, watching in the stands and watching the replay, I haven't looked at it over and over and over. I felt like Max was just as much in the wrong as, as Carlos. It... See, I think Carlos shut the door. Yeah, for me, that was the very definition of a racing incident. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But I do think Carlos Max could have avoided it by, by, coming, by not lunging so much. Carlos could have avoided it by leaving more room. It's just... They came together. Yeah, yeah. They were racing and, it, and, it and they came together. It was a racing It was yeah. deemed a racing incident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was the right call. Yeah, I, f- I feel like Max was aggressive. Uh, because but it's Max Verstappen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, science it, knows that. Yeah, it, it was, I can see, yeah, science was quite eager to close the door, definitely. Um, well, I think but, science was probably trying to prove that, that he's not going to get beaten by a 19-year-old. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone's singing Lando's praises and everyone's forgotten Carlos Sainz. And this was his race to prove, actually, you know, I'm the more experienced Mm -hmm. racer. I I can put in a more exciting performance. And 
I argue, I would argue that he did up until that point, yeah. and then it yeah. was all over, which yeah. was a shame. It was like I, I genuinely, that was one of the moments where I screamed and everyone came running into the commentary <laughs> box <laughs> because, I mean, great qualifying from both of the guys, obviously, but science, I think he definitely impressed me yeah, he even so, took yeah. it to a mercedes and i was like jeez here we go like this is cool yeah um and i felt like you dan i was like oh my god have they finally got it together but it is just going to be little incidences like this where now i think you know the the records will show a dnf next to science's name mm. and p6 next to lando's so yeah. it's you know again like i think lando drove a, a good race he, he had some good battles, but I, it wasn't the same for me as him in Australia. I just, I, I, he did a good job, but it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like massively exciting. I, I mean... What, Lando he, in Bahrain or Lando in Australia? Lando in Bahrain. Oh, I, I thought Lando in Bahrain was... Better Lando, than Lando he, in Australia. Oh, much better. Yeah, yeah. Way I, better, yeah. I, I felt like in Australia, Lando was... Very, a little bit shy. Bit timid, to, to, yeah. I mean, it took like eight laps to get yeah. past Giovinazzi on like pretty much screwed tires whereas uh there was a there was a replay that wasn't even put on the f1 youtube channel which was him going around the outside of gasly uh into turn four oh that was, was a, that was and he used the, he used the whole curb and yeah that was no that was that a really was a, good move, brilliant move. I think but it's also bahrain don't forget yeah land I mean, of overtaking land land nice, of Lando. Nice, nice. Oh, no work. it but no that okay yeah, yeah i'm being unfair it was a good race but i felt like had science not had science and Max not come together, yeah, science would have been, science would have been the man been. of the I hour. So, yeah. But I mean, still, like for a rookie, mm. P6 in a McLaren is freaking awesome. That's better than Alonso did last year. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, Alonso's not in the team, and McLaren are getting competitive. It's just it, it is. Well, he said in testing, <laughs> he said in testing because they're doing testing right now yeah. in Bahrain. Alonso got in the car, and he said like this is miles better than last year. Of but of course, he's going to say, say that. that. Of course, he's going to say that. I mean, I think that. it's clear that it is a better car. Yeah. But yes, I mean, yeah, Alonso, king of spin. Yes. Along yeah, with Zach. I mean, when Zach Brown and Alonso were in the same team, my God. Like, <laughs> there was some spiel. There was some spiel coming out of that team for <laughs> one. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Dan. I'm very happy that McLaren are looking competitive and yeah. I hope they can get both cars in the top 10. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think in terms of observing sort of Lando's performance, that the main thing was the fact that I felt like he was scared in Australia, but... He definitely had a lot more confidence in, in Bahrain. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he actually went for the moves, which was great to see. Because, you know, you might think that it'll take a half a season, who knows, to get confident on the brakes. But I was speaking to him in, in Bahrain after the race, and he said, yeah, it's not long till I just start sending it, you know. And, and, and he, yeah, once he it. gets to that, he's gonna, he said he's going to make some, uh, some pretty interesting moves, and he's going to go for it. And so I'm like, hell yes, please, please yeah. continue with this. So I feel like it's only a matter of time till Lando starts putting some serious yeah. dive well, bombs it's like in. we said before, you know, Leclerc took until Baku really to get settled in yeah. in in the Sauber, which as it was known back then, um, that feels like Sauber feels like a historic <laughs> thing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now it's Alfa Romeo, um, but yeah, like bring it. I can't. I think I think Norris and Science as a team is really strong yeah. actually, which I, is not something I thought I would be saying. No, there was no. a lot of question marks like are they young drivers? Signs yeah. is only 23, 24. He's and, 24, yeah. Yeah, and he's, you know, not a veteran by any stretch, but those two seem to, to work well together. They're getting the results of signs obviously not from Bahrain, but yeah, in I mean, general that's it the seems thing, to be working. Like two DNFs next to Science's name is just not justified, I don't mm. think. It is such a shame, but that's racing. That is racing. Right, let's quickly talk about Gasly. Um, yeah. I don't want to put too many words because I don't think there is many positives to come out of what Gasly's done so far. Judd Dogliotti says, should Gasly be dropped if he doesn't improve? It's going to be this whole like you know, social media storm over, yeah, Gasly should be dropped, blah, 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 blah. I don't Kvyat personally gets promoted, see it. Gasly goes back if, to Toro Rosso. If, <laughs> if, if Daniel gets put up to Red Bull, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like <laughs> that poor guy. It's like, you know, a girl like dumping him and then being like, come back. No, no, come back. No, it's just, it's the strangest F1 career I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Gasly, he's not. I'd, for me, okay, you, the car doesn't handle the way that you like. But there's only a certain amount of kind of forgiveness I think I can personally give him purely because he's not a rookie. He's had time in the Toro Rosso. He has performed in the Toro Rosso, yeah. fair enough. But he is so far off the pace that it's it's almost frightening for him. I imagine. 
I mean, I think there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of. And I think, you know, we've spoken to enough drivers to know that the setup of the car is very important. And if it doesn't suit your driving style, then it's tough. It is very, very tough. I, I do see what you're saying. And I do agree that, you know, he's in a Red Bull. It's not his rookie season. He's against Max Verstappen. He said that he was going to bring it to Max Verstappen and he's not. Mm. But yeah, I wonder like a lot a lot can change when you move teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um that kind of doesn't go your way, but I agree like he has to step it up. Yeah. Now, he's in a Red Bull. He needs to step it up. Like Definitely. especially with the revolving be... doors that Red Bull. Have, and he knows teams. that and he's benefited 100% yeah. from that happening. So what's your, what's find your thoughts? it. I think, yeah, I think he's definitely struggling more than he perhaps should be. But I also think, you know, he showed last year at Toro Rosso that he's a potentially very good driver. Yeah, Yeah. he can perform, and there might just be a moment with the setup or how he has to drive one weekend where everything will just click, and suddenly he'll be on Max's pace, or you know, he'll be up where we expect him. But like you were saying about um, drivers changing teams, we've seen that with Ricardo in the race you know, master of diving in on the brakes mm. and then he just sort of clumsily ran into his teammate because yeah. it's a totally different car and he's not used to yeah. how to race in yeah. that car. And he wasn't even, he wasn't even doing the overtaking that time, was he? He was trying no. to defend. Yeah, he, yeah. Up. <laughs> he was on much older tyres though, wasn't he? Because had he pitted by that point? He um, hadn't. They were on different strategies, weren't they? I, yeah. I, think, I, think, exactly. I think this was later like, after he made no, his I first think... pit stop, but Hulkenberg was on fresher tyres. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. Sorry, Matt, I've just smashed your <laughs> microphone. Um, yeah, it's 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 funny to see. But I hope, like, because was it Bahrain or China where Gasly finished fourth? Bahrain. Bahrain, yeah. So, so, so tail of He's shown years. that he can drive around that track. And I th- he does need, I think, I still want to give him the time. It's not like I'm like, get out. You know, I still think he deserves a season. But I think if we get sort of six, seven, eight races in and he's still got that same gap to Verstappen that's when you've got to question his versatility as a driver you know mm. and yeah. adapting to the car um so yeah I, I wish the best for Gasly because he, he does seem like a really nice guy it's just just not performing the way that some people expected right let's move on to uh the team that you just mentioned actually Dan uh, Rick Deridge underscore O2 Derike I'm gonna go with Derike it's I think it's from uh, the Netherlands uh Renault double disaster mm. that was not quite so, a moment have we ever seen anything like that before oh Dan's, yeah. Dan's coming in with the wicked fact I was about to say have we ever seen anything before of the same lap with a failure that isn't crashing into each other uh, what is it the first thing that came to my mind was 1998 Spanish Grand Prix the two arrows of uh, Nicasalo and Pedro Diniz yeah. they were on the pit straight and they both like the camera panned to one and it was sort of Diniz or one of them smoking at the side of the road yeah. and then Salo comes past and his engine blows up and he parks up like 100 metres down the road like, so this is it this is this is why I'm, I'm so happy that Dan can be on this podcast because he is literally like an F1 Wikipedia you can just go Dan 1991 and then you'll be like a story. you'll just be able to recall the whole season you can probably just sit here for 10 hours and just talk about every season ever right yeah, no, so that, that. yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> stuff Dan so yeah it has happened before but not very often that we no. see on the same, especially in this era of car, yeah, yeah that you don't you don't really because the reliability is a lot better than what it was back in the early nineties. So quite sad, especially for Hulkenberg. That's what I found because Hulkenberg had, had a stunning race. That was, it, and I famously haven't really backed Hulkenberg very much, but that was he did a he drove a good race. That was really good. He looked strong. He looked like commanding. He was quick. He was like showing Ricardo up massively, especially in yeah. that incident where he where Ricardo clipped him. Um, I love his little team radio. Yeah. Like, what's what's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> Me. <laughs> it wasn't angry. It was just kind of like, huh? What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, who's this rookie? Yeah. Here? yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think and like, like actually for both races, Hulkenberg's looked slightly stronger than Ricardo, mm-hmm. which is not the way I expected it to go and yeah. I'm pretty sure Ricardo didn't expect it to go that way either no. um, but yeah so that's that's another that's another team I've got my eye on in terms of how that soap opera is going to play yeah, out it's going to be an interesting one because Renault have spent a lot of money on Ricardo mm-hmm. so they'll be expecting him to to be the top dog but because Hulkenberg loves a great performance but it's never for a podium it's, it's always a great points finish to sixth and yeah. it's, it's just or he breaks down yeah he's literally whenever I see, whenever I used to see a Renault outside the Renault I was like oh yeah that's Hulkenberg yeah. and it always was <laughs> like it's he either crashes breaks down 
the or sixth or nowhere. nothing for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, just that glory sixth he, place. Yeah, was it sixth or seventh? He usually finishes uh, seventh, seventh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's all. But Lucky sixth, number hey, seven. he's he got number six, which is. But uh, it was it was a great. Uh, well, it wasn't a great result. It was great. It was good performance from mm. Renault in general. They seemed quite yeah. close in terms of McLaren um, performance-wise. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm actually really... I'm, it's one of the seasons I'm actually quite excited for the midfield battle oh, yeah, and how yeah. it's going to sort of unfold. Especially, I feel like it's like that extra layer with the Netflix documentary as well because you feel like you've almost got to know the teams a little bit more uh, and what goes on behind the scenes. So I, I hope they do season two. Have they talked about season two? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, filming, they, it, they they're filming it now. God, sign yeah. me up. Right, uh, Tommy couldn't be here today, but he put a three-word race review in on Instagram, which is quite funny. Uh, Bottas 2 and then a dot which is point but I'll allow it as not a word and then O so Bottas 2.0 but, but O is in like O O, o. o. we won't d- dive too long why into is that Bottas math- why is that Matty because he is, just keeps letting me down yeah, uh, is, uh, oh yeah he's just sorry hang on, hang on. whoa 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 what were we talking about last podcast? I can't actually remember like what I said. Championship material? Was it, was it? Wasn't yeah. it like the hype of Bottas and, oh my God, the beard has given him superpowers? <laughs> he shaved though. And we I, saw him and he only had stubble. That's it. That's the problem. So he's like Samson from Samson Delilah. Like yeah. you cut his hair off and all and, his strength and he's lost, goes. And he's lost all his powers. So, uh, but... For me, Bottas, I I don't know what to, to make of the guy anymore. I, I reckon that's just, the thing just that I maybe said, just stop. Just stop having opinions. Stop on having him. an opinion Be- on him because that's the thing. He'll go to China and he'll win by three minutes. That's what I said in IBR, and it's it's just he is just the because they said Mercedes love to for some reason this this year especially give out excuses for drivers every single race. So yeah. Hamilton was damaged and blah 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 blah. This time Bottas was just told to calm down and just chill out but I don't understand why he'd be 30 seconds behind his teammate especially when Charles had that issue if Charles had had half the issue he did he wouldn't have overtaken him yeah. sort of thing so for me he was just nowhere Bottas weekend, was lucky he? He was... to get on the podium full stop oh, yeah. if yeah. Vettel hadn't have spun and Leclerc hadn't had he an was just issue like, oh, thank you oh thank you Ferrari yeah. yes, just, it was so odd anyway Bottas were the, to be continued in China do you have yeah. any extra it... words on, on Bottas Dan no <laughs> just mediocre Right, now it's time for ABCDEF1. People <laughs> love this segment so um, hard. Right, so this is the segment, if you don't know, where we go through each team rating in a quick-fire fashion how we think each driver did over the course of the race weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. let's dive straight into it. Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton. We Solid B. No, I'm going to go with A. B, I was going to go with at, least, at the yeah. most a B. Well, he almost, almost got Vettel in qualifying and then battled with him in the race, was there to capitalise. I don't think he did anything wrong or bad. Yeah. His qualifying wasn't great. I mean, yeah, okay, Mercedes was way off the pace of Ferrari, but... Uh, okay, A. All right, Valtteri Bottas. D. 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 We're all going to go with D. Yeah. <laughs> so what did he get last time? A. An A, a, a star? I tried to give him an, a, give him an A star. I think he got an A in the end. Uh, and now he's got a D. This is inconsistent grade report. We're going to have to get his parents in. I hate in. to say, I told um, you so. Hey, he might but... get an A next next time. Who knows? Um, no. Ferrari, Sebastian Vettel. Uh, oh, D. F. No, I'll go. <laughs> Does Vettel disgust you? Or? No, I'm just making. No- I like noises. Yeah, I like noises. Uh, so D, you want to give him an F? Uh, he came home and got points. So yeah, but he's in a Ferrari and he came fifth. <laughs> in a Ferrari, isn't crashing an F? And he got like he got P one into turn one. Like what the hell? How do you throw that away? Yeah, exactly. So he, he showed some. And they attention. made a wrong. They made the wrong strategy call with him as well. Hey, that's he that's, got, that's got, his parents. Ferrari. Got, that's he got not him. Jumped. Yeah, but this is this is. This it was, is total. It was a little bit unlucky that that's been resulted in the total destruction of, of the his, front car. End of his car <laughs> yeah. as well. Well, I mean that was spec. Yeah, we didn't even cover that. That yeah, was spectacular. That, that was incredible. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my the life. The TVs didn't even see it, did they? Until the replay, and they were oh, his front wing's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> it was just, uh, the sparks were I incredible. The, the, the memes that came out of that. It was amazing. They were like Back to the Future memes. Star power. Yeah, Mario star power. Danger <laughs> to manifold. <laughs> okay, Dan, you are the. Uh, okay, so I've gone for D. Jess has gone for F. What is it? You choose. Go because you're the you're the third vote. D. D. Okay, D for Vettel. I'm getting out vote. Charles Leclerc, A star. A star. A star. Flawless. I don't think he. I don't think it was flawless. I'll go with an A. Okay, but two A stars. So A star for Charles. <laughs> Yeah. How can you stop, like stop letting that again? Oh my god, jumping on the hype train. It was he had, a, he had a bad start and he brought it back. So that's the only reason why I don't give him an A star. If he'd had a good start into turn one, he'd had an A star. Okay, but what are you going for, Dan? A star. Okay, two A stars. Oh, that's an A star for Charles. Uh, Max Verstappen, I think a solid B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing great, nothing yeah. terrible. Uh, Pierre Gasly. 
C? Yeah, you turned up. No. No, no it's got to be a D as well, I think. We're, we're really harsh. D, this Vettel round. spun and basically ruined no, that's his very entire true. race. Gasly got points and we've kind of been speaking about giving him oh, a bit of a chance. I think C, that might be fair. We don't yeah. want to be horrible with it's our difficult ratings It's in the midfield here. as well. If he's like caught up in other people's battles and stuff, that yeah, might be We don't annoying. want to affect his psychology anymore when he listens to this podcast and he hears that we gave him a D. <laughs> All right, we need okay. to get some motivation up. Gasly, C. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo. Well, he did out well he only out qualified Hulkenberg because he had a problem, didn't he? So. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't As a great race for Ricardo because Hulkenberg started seventeenth. Ricardo started where? Eleventh, tenth, no, 11th. Oh, because the penalty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, great. So he started tenth, and he would have had fresh tires as well as Hulkenberg, right? So, it wasn't a great yeah. race. No. Bad, I mean, yeah. he, was, he did end up on a one-stop strategy, which was totally wrong for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. Because it's such an abrasive track, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the, the people did it last last year and actually benefited from a one-stop. So is it softer tires this time because of um, the step in? Yeah, I mean, don't oh, yeah. don't I'm ask me about really, the damn tire yeah. compounds. No, no, I mean, no. the colours. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, Ricardo not particularly strong. A C, C I think, yeah. just not, didn't really impress. He hit his teammate. It's, it's going Can towards I go for a C minus. minus? Yeah. Okay, we're, 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 we're bringing in minuses. Uh, where are Hulkenberg. we? Hulkenberg. Oh, yeah, Hulkenberg. I think Hulkenberg was a solid A. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Yeah, bless him. Uh, Roman Grosjean. Oh, my God. Did he even turn up? Did ha- were Haas even there? I felt like the only- <laughs> every time I saw them on the TVs, they looked like they were being lapped, and they, were, they weren't. They just had no pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I- and, they, and Grosjean got the penalty. Yeah, yeah. D. Grosjean is costing me so many points in F1 Fantasy. Why as is he Daniel still Ricardo, in your team? Because he's cheap. I'm getting, um, I'm I getting need, rid of Ricardo. I need to put Lando in. I need to, in. To, him. I need to put, yeah. I need to get rid of Lando and switch to Grosjean if I want to finish bottom of the... Uh, <laughs> the problem <laughs> is, the, the scary thing is, because I made three teams, I made my actual team, uh, a team that I thought, oh, this would be funny to put loads of good drivers and a terrible constructor, and then my team negative which is like trying to get as little points as possible. And that one is not that far off my actual team. <laughs> and my banter team with the really good drivers and terrible constructors is like 50 points ahead of my actual team. <laughs> I'm absolutely fuming with Daniel Ricciardo. He's lost me about mine, like 25 points. He I think I still turboed him yeah, as well. he's turboed for oh, me as well. I, didn't, I forgot to <laughs> de-turbo Ricciardo. I think you're just ahead of me. And then <laughs> Tommy... himself in the race when he retired. I don't know, maybe. Tommy's beaten us by like 70 points. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, so Grosjean... And Magnussen, what, what? I feel like they're just a collective. Like, what? I think Magnussen just gets a C because yeah, where, where did he finish? He qualified brilliantly. Like he, he almost qualified 13th. Verstappen, but then in the race, his pace was just nowhere. No, yeah. So it was like the Haas was a totally different car from yeah. the race or something. They but. said like in the end, uh, post-race interviews, they were just like the car just wasn't there. Yeah, Magnussen just seemed really like down and like just no pace. So. Yeah. I'll go with a C purely because I feel like it was the, maybe the car rather than yeah, him because yeah. uh, you know they usually do pretty well when the cars with them. Uh, McLaren, Carlos Sainz. Oh, that's a tough. That's a difficult. One. I'd go with B. B. Yeah, I was going to say because he was on he was, fire for yeah. the ever racing up incident. until the fourth lap when he. So it's almost like yeah, he doesn't four laps. That's really depressing, isn't it? Yeah. It's so like he was having a really good lesson and then he shouted out in class something really rude. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's kind of where, where we're going at. But, you know, your work was still good. So yeah. we'll go with a B. Okay, B for signs. And Lando Norris, I'm going to give an A for Lando. No, I'd say B as well. B. Really? Yeah, B's across the board. Carlos, Keeping Raikkonen behind and, and... Well, no, because Carlos outperformed him most of the weekend, and but Lando was better in the race because yeah. he didn't crash into... Yeah, Lando. okay, all right, well... That's he had a safer race. He had a safer race, which rewarded yeah. him. Yeah. He, when I spoke to him, Still I was like, oh, yeah, well done on P6, blah, 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 blah. And he was just kind of like, yeah. He's like the most chill, chill guy he's just ever. Like, yeah. Because I think, because he's won everything he's ever done. If he did, if he's not winning an F1 race, I don't think he's entirely satisfied. I think if he gets a podium, obviously he'll be elated. But I feel like he just, it, and it's a great mentality to have that he just wants to keep getting better. He's always got this, I can't work out if it's just nerves, but he has this like, wry little smile that he does do you yeah, know yeah, do you notice yeah, yeah, and you just yeah. like he does it in the interviews now like not to give you a complex but um i'm always like is he just doing it because he's i don't i don't, I don't know i don't know if it's just like just the I way think he's he... genuinely nervous i think the whole thing is just still a little bit daunting to him yeah which is, but then when he's i think in it's the quite car, endearing though it i think is. people are people endeared love it. to that, yeah. that it's almost like, like a first day at school every single time you speak to him he's just kind of like <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> Yeah, this is amazing, you know. So yeah, he's he's doing well. Uh, racing point, I don't even remember seeing them. Did, did, were they even there? The only yeah. thing that I saw was, was Stroll cocking the up the start. Was yeah. that a scream? Yeah. Uh, just a little whoop, just a little whelp. Um, only because there were some spectacular sparks in the background. Oh, yeah, the onboard from Albert pretty much afterwards, it. where it was just like, like a 
firestorm into his face. <laughs> it was, was like, someone... like I should probably get out of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great slipstream, but wow, I'm on fire. <laughs> That was the only time we really saw them, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just and Perez, Perez finished P10, but that's Somehow. pretty much because every yeah, car in front of him up. like cocked up. So. Okay, so Perez will give a C. Yeah. And Lance a D because he D didn't. Where did he finish? Fourteenth. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Just a bit meh, really. Yeah. Just do better. He did. Uh, so, he had such a good Australia as well. He did. Yeah. He did. And you know uh, who was it came out? Oh, Perez came out and said he's the best team I've ever had. <laughs> Good one. Daddy, please yeah. give me. Yeah. Wiping Mr. away Stroll, with can you 50 please? pound notes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Perez on the bus going to Bahrain. That was really odd. Cause we you were in the same trainers. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, because I didn't, I wanted to take a picture of him, obviously, but he was with his whole team. And I was just kind of like, I'm just going to take a picture of his trainers. But I just, I found it so strange because we were on this really kind of hot transfer bus going to the, the plane. That, and I was just looked, I was like, oh, that's Sergio Perez. Why is he on this, this, this bus? <laughs> like, so yeah, he's they're still, just, they're just people. And the thing was, we, when we came on the plane, like three of his um, team sat in business and then he went and sat in economy. No, he didn't. <laughs> wow. He was in economy. Yeah, what? wasn't he, Vincent? Yeah, he's nodding. He's just a man of the people. I was kind of like, wow, he's so humble. I feel like there was a, tr- a complete ticket mess I up. I wonder but why that happened. Yeah, and uh, I was just, I was a bit shocked. I was like, wow, I'm in the same kind of seats as Sergio Perez right now. If it's That's good the, enough for Sergio. Then it's good enough for me. Alfa good. Romeo, Kimi Raikkonen. Solid race oh, from Kimi. Good. Yeah, I feel like he... I he feel like he's really a, outperforming the car right now. He was aggressive as well. Like, he was. Kenny's not normally been one for aggression at that Ferrari. That double overtake on Toro Rosso. That well, was pretty much double. I mean, he had better tyres, but I, I you care. wouldn't expect Kimmy to, <laughs> lovely. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> lovely. Yeah. It was lovely. It was saucy. <laughs> Top. Uh, so let's go. I'm going to go with an A, Kimmy. Go on. Sorry, you're going to say, I think... A's a bit high. I'd go with a B. Oh, I feel like you're I'm, about to agree I'm, with me, Dan. I am going to go with an A, yeah. I Good work, Dan. Thanks, Why am I getting just outvoted <laughs> because you're wrong. this entire time? <laughs> yes, Dan, Your love it. Your opinions are invalid. <laughs> Antonio Giovinazzi. I'm not standing for that. <laughs> no, you're sitting for it. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I love so, that. Sorry. This is why Dan's here. Antonio Giovinazzi. Um... He didn't have a great race, really did he? He's not really performing at the moment, is he? No. He I didn't even write him down. Yeah, Wow. I have a list of like, I have notes guy. on every driver and I didn't write him down. Just he had no notes. He was just, where did he finish? I don't know because I didn't oh, write him down. Like 15th or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, like, it was, like, it was, it was D. D. Oh no, I did write him down. He finished 11th. Oh, right. Oh, wow. uh, and he caused that collision with Kvyat. He didn't. Did Kvyat get, no, Kvyat got a penalty for speeding. Yeah, Okay, and it was a racing incident. It was a racing incident, I think, yeah. I feel like it was, he was slightly more to blame. Who? Jove in that seat. Yeah, yeah me too. Could be but I think he even put his hand up and said sorry. Yeah, he was kind of like, so, wait. Did, like what am I doing here with my hand? <laughs> is, this, is this an apology or is it, <laughs> am I doing, I what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, C. I think just C. Yeah. He, did he, re- hang on, where did he qualify? He qualified 16th and finished 11th. 11th but again, like, few DNFs. But, few DNFs. Uh, yeah, just a bit C. of a mediocre C. performance. Torosso, Daniel Kvyat. He was kind of anonymous as well. He was outqualified by Albon again, but I think he had problems in qualifying. The team accidentally sent him out on a used set of tyres for his final run. How do you do that? I don't know. How do you just go, yeah, these look new. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where did he finish? He Good. finished in 12th. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, C. Getting C the bin. Well, right. Yeah. Alex Albon. Good B. race. Really good. Really yeah. good. B. Solid yeah. B. Yeah, he's, he's L- I love well. his personality as well. He's so refreshing in the interviews. He's just kind of like, yeah, I love this. I mean, have fun. <laughs> I, I love watching him personally. He's. He, yeah. I, I felt like he was still quite nervous in the car in Australia, but better. He's a little bit Lando-like. I think they're sort of both their opening races have been kind of similar where they've yeah. been good but a little bit tentative and then sort of getting a bit more confident i was really i think i said in the last podcast i was re- i was really worried about Albon, like how he was going to get on but yeah we got a glimpse of the racer in there which yeah. is nice because we like, all know it's there because of his performance in f2 yeah, but sure. the guy almost beat leclerc in gp3 for yeah. the championship like it came down to the last race or the last race yeah. weekend like he's really good yeah 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 he's got it in him to do well yeah. no he's, he's a, he seems like a good guy and and he is improving, definitely. And a points um, finish. Yeah, a bit lucky with the two Renaults. I think he said in his interview, he was like, yeah, I wasn't on for points and then they both conked out. But hey, he got yeah. two points. Yeah. So got to be give him a B. 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 Oh, well, you're in, sorry, wait, are you agreeing with me now? Yeah. Oh, okay, no. Uh, I was <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Williams, George Russell and Robert Kubica. Um, <sighs> ungradable. Did no, we, did we think, ever see no, them? No, no, no. Well, George I, Russell beat Kubica. Well, I, I couldn't. What happened out? Because George started ahead of 
kibitza. They were literally fighting. Then kibitza got the yeah. It was I insane. mean, nice are, little. You kind of have all because we were sat in the grandstand, which was on the pit straight, which was an awesome spot. All the eighteen cars will go through, and then it'll be about one, two, three, and the Williams will come through side by side going into turn one. It was brilliant. Honestly, the amount of times they were going side by side, it was uh, they were having a good little ding dong. And George, the only thing he can do is beat Kubica, and that's what he's done. He did. So yeah. Russell Again. B, Russell B, Kubica C. C. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's did you get on. hear Russell um, when they went um, for their warm up lap before the grid? Um, Russell got his engineers to tape up his vents on his yes, helmet. Yes, his helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he was getting sand in his eyes, but then realised, oh, those vents are actually for air circulation, and oh my god, it's hot in here now. <laughs> yeah. So he did the whole race with his visor up. Oh really? Part, partially up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just to let some air in. Which is ridiculous. Which is quite That's funny. Uh... Well, but you can you go. manage that. It's like when you go karting and you accidentally forget, and then you're oh. like, you, when you go like 20 miles an hour, you're like, whoa, imagine that at 200. Like, oh, that would be ridiculous. Right, predictions for Bahrain. Yeah. Uh, these are the ones that we had. Bottas redeems himself with a lunge into turn one for the lead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he lunged into turn something and got second. Uh, Hamilton will DNF? No, so zero points for me. Jess, Daniel will finish ahead of Nico. Wrong. Technically did well, by about 10 metres. Yeah, right? and, and two seconds. Yeah, to be fair, both of yours are right. Charles will get fastest lap. So Holy crap. So we'll say both of yours are right. So that's I'm two winning. points for you. Yeah, you're winning the, the, the prediction award. <laughs> Dan, some will get beaten by someone will get beaten by Williams. No. I mean, no. Rose well, on the podium. Ricardo and Hulkenberg were classified. No, no I'm Shh, wrong. Don't even I'm try. Digging. Fan predictions. Uh, Philippe Imotto, uh, Leclerc grows a beard, wins and curses on the radio. In fact, nearly all of those were right because he nearly won. He definitely did curse on the radio. Didn't, did he grow a beard? No, not really. Uh, sacred silence. Kimmy will get on a camel after being parked in the sand. No. Barrelier. Ricardo keeps his wing. Grosjean keeps his wheels. And Kvyat will keep his seat. He kept, Ricardo did keep his wing. Just. Grosjean kept his wheels. Just again. Uh, <laughs> sure. Half a point. Predictions for China. Okay. My two predictions. The race will have more than 100 overtakes. Okay. And well, it, so would you say Bahrain had 93? 93. Yeah. I think it's a solid prediction. And it will be another scintillating race for strategy with one or two stops both being viable. So one of those, like, the beautiful thing of Bahrain was the fact that we didn't really know, like, Hamilton going on a different compound to Leclerc. It's just that abrasive surface and pushing them into a two-stop was what made the race so amazing. So I'm hoping that will happen again in China. Dan, your two? Uh, well, my first one is the opposite to yours. Yeah, and I know. I think That's Chinese... what you sent me your prediction, and I was like, this is not, this is not happening. <laughs> one of us is getting points here. I think that... There's so much hype about the Chinese Grand Prix because it's always a good race. And, and, and it's GP. a thousandth championship race. With 1,000 lights. With 1,000 lights, yes, if you uh, saw my April Fool. Um, <laughs> uh, April Fool's article is brilliant. Go check it out. But, yeah, I think there's so much hype about it that inevitably it's just going to end up being a total dud and everyone will just want to forget about it. I hope not. No, me too. Me too. And Jess, yours? Uh, mine were that... Um, I can't remember. Can you please bring them up? <laughs> okay, one moment. <laughs> yours are Grosjean will Oh, yeah, DNF Grosjean will DNF. And Bottas. Um, yeah, Grosjean's going to DNF again. Ouch. Yeah. Netflix documentary going to be lit. <laughs> yeah, legit. And um, Bottas will dive bomb... Somewhere. Try a dive bomb overtake. Um, I'm not, I'm not, not gonna saying... I'm not going to say whether he succeeds or not. Yeah, I'm not going to okay. say whether he does it successfully or not okay and the three fan predictions Duncan Craig 14 Hulkenberg on the podium John Dibble only one Williams will be on the back row and Chris J Kimbers Ferraris take each other out is the Williams one because one of them will DNF no qualifying I don't. or DNS D yeah DNQ <laughs> oh no outside the 107% jeez there. there we go Ferrari what was the last one Ferrari, Ferrari take, take each other out Ooh, please no not. please no Please, <laughs> I've gone through enough despair after Bahrain. Right, that is it. Thank you so much for watching this WTF1 podcast. Dan, or loving listening. the shirt still Remember and that. listening and feeling and vibrationing. Oh, I'm not vibrationing. Feeling the vibrations of our voices. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, <laughs> Jess and Dan. Dan, great shirt again. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed this WTF1 podcast. Yes, we're on video. Well done. Thank you. We're here. Goodbye. We are still alive. Okay, say goodbye. 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 Adios.